Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at FilmBustersPod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk. And if busting makes you feel good, you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content. Or shoot over and get some groovy merchandise at society6.com forward slash filmbusters. Alright, can we just get on with this now, please? Filmbusters. Hello, wonderful people. It is the month of May. And what does that mean, Adam? We're doing our series of films on Rihanna Mater. Oh my god, how do you feel about that, Ben? I feel very fine. You feel very fine? Very yep. fine. I want a bit more enthusiasm. I'm not very enthusiastic about this. Yeah, you need a bit of that green gunge in you, mate. Ooh. Green gunge. That's like that film I watched the other day. Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Flubber in the cinema. Did you? I saw it on a TV. I had the VHS. VHS. I was in the cinema and my granddad was mad at the woman who was sitting next to him eating a hot dog, so he clambered over the seats and sat by himself two rows in front. He was so <laughs> put out by her. For a it second, clearly I runs thought, in the family. I thought what he, he was climbing over the seats to get to the person. <laughs> that would have been creepy. No. What a man. I'm going to smack that out of your hand. For a here. second, I thought you were going to say he was going to clamber over the seats and go sit next to the person. Just <laughs> make it so He's like, will you respect the film Flubber? He hated it. He wanted to hear all of the well-crafted dialogue in Flubber. <laughs> he did not want to hear her crunchy onions. Oh, that's a great, a great little story, though. I like it. But we're not here to talk about Flubber. We're talking about the other green gun. I think we should talk about Flubber a bit more because I like this story. All I remember is it bounces around the room and then it does a little dance and then it like splits into loads of pieces. All I remember is it pinned by the hospital window and he was like bouncing up and down by the window. Like what was the, the point of the story? What did the flubber actually achieve make for him? Make you bounce more, make you jump. Yeah, he puts it on his shoes and he bounces. <laughs> was he a basketball player? I, I think he did play know. basketball at one point. Yeah, probably. He definitely did play basketball. I bet he did a lot of ad-libbing in that film. Of course he did. It's Robin Williams. I was watching Doubtfire the other day and there's so much ad-libbing. It's like you can just tell Robin, the director yeah. was like, just let him say what he's got to say. <laughs> Get it out of his system and then... Keep it all in. Wonderful. Ben, you gave Flubber a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I suppose that's about right. For nostalgia reasons, purely. Paul gave it a 5. Oof. And I gave it a 5. It probably is really a 5, though, isn't it? Maybe if I rewatched it. I don't know. Maybe we should do it one day. Who knows? See what yes. happens. Maybe do a watch along. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> it's on Disney. The people want the Flubber episode. No, people don't want the Flubber. They want the Reanimator episode. That's what yeah, they're here I'm for. Bored. We've moved on from Reanimator. Reanimator was done. We did that in the intro. 
we've moved on to the other green <laughs> stuff. But this is, this is the reanimator season. So to give proper context for people who are listening to us for the first time, this month of May, we are going through the entire reanimator series of films. I say entire, it's only three, but we haven't seen any of them before. Nope. And we're going through them collectively. Number one, number two, and number three. And we will be laying our thoughts down here for your listening pleasure after we've watched each film. And just just for context, if you are listening in the month of December, we are recording in the month of May, and that's why it's called the Rihanna May to Month. Okay, you're yes. making it up. It's not really a thing. <laughs> the Reanimator. Rihanna May tour. Anyway, I would like to hear what you boys thought about this and whether it, it was worthwhile us picking this to yes. go through it through May. Because if we all Any hated film it, we pick is worthwhile. It's true. Because we have a lovely conversation out of it. Exactly. But before we have the conversation... Yeah, just before that, let's just say what we're going to be doing after this episode. It is a a patron episode we will be doing afterwards. And it's a suggestion from our lovely patron, Jamie Russell. And what will that be, Ben? Oh, well, Jamie has asked us, because this was originally meant to follow on after the uh, Straight Story episode. He has asked us for our strangest or most unusual director or actor uh choices so for lynch straight story was very unusual very peculiar Peculiar. choice and today all three of us will be revealing our three most peculiar actor choices or director choices peculiar was not the word that he used but i can't remember the word i feel like peculiar wouldn't apply to any of my three (laughs) what was what was it he said uh like against the grain like a, a the, out yeah. of the norm out of the norm for for them yeah yes. based on what they normally do indeed if you want to see this wonderful episode then you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters and become a patron with the likes of jamie russell who suggested this episode we're gonna do um we also have nerdrovert we also have katie and ot from for your reference that's right and lastly, we have Julio from the Contrarians. How did I become part of that gang? Now, what did I get for becoming part of that gang? Well, to become part of it, I already said, but it's www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters, and they get exclusive episodes, exclusive content, exclusive time with the filmbusters. If you, oh yes, if you're nasty, <laughs> you get a little if group chat. Nasty. We open a little group chat with you. You can just chat to us and all three of us at the same time on Twitter. And just you could chat, chat shit us. about films. Yes. Exactly. And you also get to pick some episodes we get that you want us to do as well. Yes. That's true. Also, shall we say, we could probably say at this point in the episode, even though they're not patrons of ours, we can plug another uh, like little link to what we're doing at the moment. We're going to be appearing on the Movie Journey podcast in their upcoming Pod v Pod. I don't know; it may have even been released by the time this one is out. Yeah, in which exactly. case, go go listen to us. Go head to head with them. We haven't we haven't recorded it yet, but it's coming. We destroyed them. Yes, you can put oh, that energy no. out into they the world. <laughs> of course. Oh no, they beat us really badly. Just pick whichever one you want and add it in when it happens. <laughs> Basically, if Adam has anything to do with the asking and answering of questions. We will succeed based on his performance this year. Oh, apparently so. And I was going to be derogatory about you, but you're winning, so how can I? That is a perfect segue, really, isn't it? But what are we doing now? We're doing our own quiz. We're doing our own quiz. quiz. For people that don't know, we do this every episode. We ask each other, well, I ask Adam and Ben as the quiz host, I ask them two questions about the film we're doing, which today is Reanimator. 
They get two questions. If they get them right, they get the points. If they get them wrong, I get the points. Ben, you're on 10 points. Adam, you're on 17 points. And I am on seven points. In that order. Yeah. Do you want your first question? Yes. Dr. Hill taught that once the heart stops and breathing ceases, the brain has between what range of time... Six to twelve seconds. Six to twelve minutes. (laughs) Ben, what are you doing? Is it... It's minutes! I was like, for fuck's sake, he's got it. And I heard him say seconds. I was like, how many seconds he's fucked it? It's because I was so excited that I knew the numbers and I got the (laughs) the measure of numbers wrong. That was so sad. I don't know why I paused. I was going to go for it. I heard seconds and I was like, oh... Oh, I had the numbers in my mind as soon as you started asking that question. You but were I was so like, I've got excited. <laughs> Damn, I thought I had it. It was six to 12 minutes before brain activity dies. So what does that mean? Did Adam get that? Yeah. He got it. Fucking hell, mate. Very sorry, Ben. <laughs> There's still one more question. You can claw a point I back. I know. Let's claw. Damn. Adam, would you have got that qu- that right yeah. if I hadn't have said seconds? I pulled, I started for some reason. I was going to say it like how you said it. Mm-hmm. I like to jump in, but I kind of froze for a second and didn't do anything. And then you, you lucky in boy, you lucky boy. They say They're it many lucky. times throughout the film. They do many times, many, 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 many times. Oh, you anyway, it, Adam, you're on eighteen points. You just missed the penalty. The Champions League sent me. Well, let's have one more question, please. Here we go. The second and final question. Dan has a cat that Herbert reanimates. What's Rufus. his name? Well done, Ben. You yes. pulled that point back. I'm quick today. <laughs> he was always going to get the cat point. <laughs> I yeah. know. It had to be a cat question. Thank you. That keeps things interesting. Adam <laughs> Adam isn't allowed to run away with it this plainly this year. <laughs> yeah. have to keep I wouldn't have got the cat name. <laughs> I've got the cat's name. I Eleven points. Cats are Eighteen points. Seven points. There we go. Uh, what this is actually is a great victory for you and I both, Adam, because we are scoring points high this year. That's normally good. in past Paul was scoring many points because we didn't know the answers. Because he used to make well many hard questions. So I know. Could win. I've, I've made them all very easy so that only you two yeah. can get them. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Very I'm good. I'm glad Wonderful. that you both agree. <laughs> Wonderful time. I'm, I'm very happy uh, to have at least got a question right, and, and thank you for your service. That is good. Shall we move on to the main event? Please, let's. Let's talk about reanimator number one. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such dribble? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. <laughs> But lately, they're getting out of hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? He's dead? Not anymore. We are talking about Reanimator, the film from 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon. This is a spoiler episode. We will be going straight into spoilers, no hanging around. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to watch it first. Otherwise, we're just going to spoil it for you. You might be into that, who knows? But first of all, Adam, would you like to do a beautiful plot summary of this film? Yes, I would do. Um, 
This film was also on Amazon Prime, again, so it's very easy for you to watch, if that's if you're in the UK. If you're elsewhere in the world, I don't really know what's happening over there um, with your services that you watch films on, but yeah, if you're in the UK, there's no excuse not to watch this film before listening. Um, this film is about a doctor who invents serum that looks a bit like flubber, but it's very liquidy, not rubbery like flubber, and it can bring people back to life after they're dead, but with consequences. Is he even a doctor good. yet, though? Isn't he a student? Oh, whatever. He's a doctor student thing. <laughs> thing. And Very his good. name, his name was Herbert West, as they kept reminding us throughout the yes, film. Herbert, Herbert, Herbert West, Mister West, Mister West. Great name. Go on, Ben. Give us a little summary of whatever you want to do this week. Who knows? All right then. Reanimator, 1985. Stuart Gordon, as you said, and based on the novel called Herbert West, Reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft. Excuse me, frog in the throat there. H.P. Source. You, you know any H.P. Lovecraft stuff? Always very peculiar sci-fi. Uh, very unusual color, sci-fi. Color out of space. Yes, yeah. color out of space. Oh, he did that film. Okay. Strange aliens and monsters mixing with science. Yeah, that's H.P. Lovecraft's bag. But anyway. Although this film isn't entirely faithful to the book, it's like more of a parody of generally Lovecraft's work. But then Lovecraft's work, and particularly Reanimator, Herbert West Reanimator, was in turn meant to be a parody of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. That's why he wrote the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the tagline tells you all you need to know about the film. The tagline is, Herbert West has a very good head on his shoulders and another one on his desk. So Ooh. it's a horror comedy, clearly. Um, and it kind of prides itself on its gruesome special effects 1985 the year this came out was a bit of a renaissance for the special effect the practical special effects uh in films um you had george romero's day of the dead coming out that year as well um and the general consensus was that special effects in horror films at that time were designed to make the audience laugh and gag at the same time um, and we'll find out in our reviews if it did that for us uh, Reanimator spawned two sequels which we will be covering over the course of the next few weeks but it also spawned a musical which I don't think we'll be able to cover and uh, there were several attempts to turn it into a television series like Buffy as well but they uh, they never mm-hmm. got off the ground Well, and uh, that is all I have to say about that I just okay. want to talk Forrest about Gump. Herbert West Reanimator well thank you so much for those wonderful facts Ben you're welcome, my friend. But as usual, Adam, would you like to be the one to say who does their first impressions in what order? Yes. I'm going to go first on this one. Okay. Then Paul, then Ben. And then next on number two, Paul can go first, then Ben, then me. And then last That's one, fair. Ben can go first, then me, then Paul. Okay. I hope you remember the order. Yes. Or whatever. <laughs> we'll, I remember I went first at some point. <laughs> nice. At some point, you remember. Yes. At the um, end of the trilogy. <laughs> yes. Um, so, shall I just fire away? Yeah, go for it. Fire. Okay. Fire at will, Captain. Okay. Um, I very much enjoyed this film, I'm going to say that. Um, it's a wonderful idea. It's quite simple, but yet very effective in everything it does, especially with the special effects. I thought they were most wonderful. Um, I always get blown away by special effects, and then every time you're like, oh, they're really good. And it's like, well, they should always be good because every film is doing good special effects, but it's still good to see. Um, there were some very creative moments in it. There were some very weird moments. And there were some very weird, weird moments in the film. But mm-hmm. it's what you want in your horror films. And, um, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed this film. Um, 
I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. So you do want to carry on with the Reanimator series? Adam. Yes, but I don't know if it's going to go down that whole trope that horror films do when they start off strong and then people start to fade out and they start to just get a bit disinterested and they just do it for money. Fair dues. Fair dues indeed. Is it me next? It is. It is. I remember okay. the order. Well, I like my B-movie gore fests to be two things, okay? Are you listening? Would you say this was a B-movie? I'd say it's a very B-movie type of film. It kind I'd of has a B-movie aesthetic, but yeah. I don't I'd say think it's got it, like. I mean, it was made on a budget, but, so it is. But then it's I'd got like it's some Hollywood polishing off, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not a true B-movie. Yeah, it's very B-movie feel, though. If you're watching it, you're like, this is a B-movie. It has if the you feel of a B-movie. B-movie thing we did on the Patreon. I wouldn't let you have it. Anyway, That's do you true. want to hear what my two things are? Yes. Yes. I like them to be overly gory with some amazing practical effects. And I want those effects to be in abundance, okay? And the second thing is, I don't want it to take itself too seriously at all. I want it to be, like, really leaning into the stupid humour and, like, outrageous comedy gore. This didn't fulfil either enough for me, I don't think. Interesting, I didn't think you were going to say that just then. It was okay, though. The, the, The effects it did have were decent and the end segment was like by far the best as the rest was like a little slow and i kind of wish the rest of the film kind of followed with that same in that same vein <laughs> it was i don't think it was very smart considering it was a science based film <laughs> and please remind me to say why in my main review um i didn't like herbert i really didn't like the pervy dr hill and his sexual attraction to megan but it was a product of the time, and it's a product of the genre. But I don't think it's a good product of the genre. And I give it a 6 out of 10. Ooh, Ooh. Remind me, we need to talk about the things that you said. I'm not going to address the things you said in my review. We'll okay. do that in the course of the conversation. Okay. Okay. So, Paul laid it out there about in, in a B-movie, you like to have special effects in abundance and uh, he likes it to not take itself too seriously. Be very silly, silly, silly. I thought the special effects in this were fantastic. I thought they were really good, and they were silly goods. They were not so graphic as to be completely believable, but not so silly as to look cheap. Uh, A lot of effort went into it. I also really liked Herbert West as a leading character i was like at first i was like oh here's the villain i we don't trust this guy look at him he was killing a man right off the bat and then as the film goes on it's like no this guy's kind of who we're meant to be cheering for he's not a bad guy actually he's just he is frankenstein he's dr frankenstein but for the new age and i had a good time with the whole film man i i thought it was i thought it was silly but not to the point of being too silly there were scenes in the film that if they'd taken themselves too seriously, I would have really taken against. We'll talk about the cat scene, for example. But the fact that there was a silliness surrounding the cat scene made me embrace it and accept it. Um, and I thought the interactions, the silly uh, one-liners, and the shocking factor of certain things that happen in in the final third of the movie kind of make it a little bit unforgettable at that time in the genre that said i've watched a lot of horror films and it isn't anything incredibly stand out in the genre particularly by today's standards but back then 
I can imagine it being incredible. And if I had watched it like 20 years ago when I was really watching horror films, I think it would have been quite a firm favourite. As it is, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit rough around the edges. And I can see certain problems with it. But I had a hell of a good time with it. I was in two minds. And I really it took me up until the last hour to decide what I was going to give this. But I'm settling on my initial score. And it's an 8 out of 10 from me too. I'm glad, Look at that. I'm glad I've got someone on my team. I'd be very upset if you both... I, always, I don't want to be on any teams. Don't stop it. You bring football too much in this. I don't <laughs> want to be teams. Football into it. I'm happy that someone else has enjoyed it because the way Paul's review is going on, it's like, oh, if Ben's in the same boat, I feel very upset for this film. It deserves better than oh. that. Listen, it does. Right? I'm very surprised by you, Paul. I'm very I, surprised. This, this is the thing. I absolutely love Evil Dead 2 and Brain Dead. And that is like the bar for me, right? And that is like over the top so there's gore in literally every yeah, this, minute I, like Ben's, of those Ben's films up quite well and it's didn't so go to the point where it's stupid let me finish my point Adam. i'm getting my point in as well That's what <laughs> it we is do so ridiculous Busters. with every single minute like so, it's like you can't even predict what's about to happen because it's so ridiculous where this i was just like it just feels like a normal story it's not like ridiculous until it's final final scenes i feel it kind of leaves it till the end segment to become Less this is really more, mate. crazy. If the, if this was going silly gory all the way through, then there wouldn't have been anything a story like it needed a story it to is, hang itself well, off. Both Evil Dead Two and Brain Dead both have very good stories too. This had a good story. I I'm not. Story. I'm not saying this didn't have a good story. I'm, I just didn't. It didn't give me enough. I when I watched this, I want it to be. With the subject matter, you're bringing things. You're bringing things back to life. You're cutting people's heads off, and they're carrying them round. Yet, I want it to be even more outrageous than it was. Yeah, but I feel like the film didn't need that. The film would have felt weird without that. I don't think that was in keeping with the rest of the film. If they went over the top on the gore and stuff. It really felt very, very weird in this film. I don't feel that this is. A I film don't that even think it went too over the top that. with the gore. It didn't go over the top. That's what I'm saying. It hit a nice level. I don't think I so. Hit a I level that watch. suited the film, and it didn't feel because it was meant to feel. It almost felt obviously not realistic, but it felt like what it should be in that scenario. With I come to I come to these films for the gore, so I want to see. Yeah, but hang on a minute. But you, that's like saying you turn up to watch. I don't know, Citizen Kane for a comedy. It's not that type of film. Really? <laughs> what? I know. I I get what. We, Poor bless him, Adam is getting at this. <laughs> As not every horror film, comedy. Not every Hang horror on. film has to have loads of gore in it. They can do yes, it. Yes, you brought way. that. That's on you, Paul. That's true. You, ca- I didn't know anything about this film, so I didn't even know that they were going to use practical effects. So when I saw them, I was very impressed. Someone said to you before the film, "This is a massive gore fest," and you come out going, "Oh, that was and that was horrible." I get that, but you set yourself up for a gore fest when you knew the film. You didn't even know that film was a gore fest. That's yes. what they're saying. Didn't, you turn on Sits and Game thinking, oh, this is a comedy. <laughs> you don't know what that film's about. But why so were you, you can't expecting be annoyed a gore that it's not fest? The film because, you because the fact of the matter is, it, was, it wasn't funny enough, right, for the subject matter. It wasn't funny enough to be this, like, outrageous thing about bringing people back to life. And it wasn't enough gore. Because the whole... That's what... To bring people back to I life, like you want this... very hung up on this gore aspect. And that is not what the film was there to do. They didn't go, we're going to make a gore fest. They go, we're going to make a horror film. So you want to make a serious film about bringing people back to life? No, I don't make a horror serious. film. It doesn't... Just because it's gory doesn't make it not serious. You can do that in many other ways. It did not deliver what I wanted. And that's the point. Oh. 
Well, you're what is that film? film? What is that film? I, I haven't seen Paul's one actually, so I can't comment. But you're you're talking about you wanted brain dead levels of of excitement. Yeah, that film that you recommended me, Adam, by Peter Jackson. What was the What's other that one, one called? Bad manners or something? Bad, bad taste. taste. Yeah, if it's anything like bad taste, if this film had been like that, I would have hated it. Now, bad taste just had silly effects all the way through and was super silly completely. I hated it because it was so stupid. It's like, well, I don't give a fuck about this. Whereas I cared about this because I there were, mm. yeah, in horror films generally from that time, none of the characters are fleshed out enough for you to really care about them. So what you need to do is create a couple of classic villains and then throw in a Herbert West type character who's instantly for me become like an iconic character now of the horror genre really like I will be yes Herbert West was super cool oh, man. Was so like, annoying was, you, mate the funny thing is I have a note I literally have a note in front of me Paul that says Herbert West is Paul I can see <laughs> you as Herbert West because you look like him and if we were ever going to do a, a reenactment of this film you would 100% be the first person and that's not just out of us three that's out of everyone I know I would have you playing Herbert West well I'm fine with that but I thought he was a very very unique character that's the thing let's talk about that so move away from the goal for a, for a bit the introduction of of him yeah was that he's a bad guy, right? He's he's gonna be he's gonna be the crazy scientist who creates all these monsters. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I guess yes, he did. But with the introduction of Doctor Hill, it became very clear that actually no, Herbert West. We need to be we're rooting for Herbert West. Doctor Hill's the bad guy. Thinking back at it now, right? Looking at how he was like presenting himself, especially to Doctor Hill at first, I thought this guy's a dick. Considering I didn't know anything about Doctor Hill. Yes, I agree. Right, yeah. and that is what set me off of, I don't like this guy. Right, and that's what I felt like he was trying to tell me. But I guess, looking back at it now, it's like, okay, Dr. Hill's the bad guy, so of course he would treat him like that. Yeah. You were very content. narrow-minded with this film, I feel, Paul. You couldn't change your thought on him. Why am I narrow-minded? You had him set up as the bad guy, and when he wasn't the bad guy, you couldn't forgive him for that. And you wanted a gore fest, and you couldn't switch off the fact it wasn't a gore fest. It's, there's gore, but it's just not enough. I want more. Is that something wrong with that? Yes. Well, you you could have had more. I'm sure as we go along this journey, you might find that your your the gore um, levels go up as the. Yes. I feel like it will. I feel down. like it will as well. So so tell us if the if the if the next instalment has shed loads more gore, more blood, more extremity to it, but generally the plot is the same. You're going to prefer the sequel to this. I would most likely probably prefer it. Yeah. Come on now. There's a lot of fun to be had in this. Take the gore away. This is this is the beauty of it. It doesn't just have to be that visceral reaction to gore. A little and often, a little goes a long way. It's like the shark in Jaws. If we'd seen the shark attacking constantly throughout, the shark would not be as scary as it was. So that, so when you hold it back and only see it intermittently, when it does appear, it works. And that's what that's what the gore was like in this. I don't know though, but the tone of this film, you would expect there to be more. And you I expect the tone I, to be completely like different. you set the tone of the film when they didn't set the tone in the film. Well, let's review here exactly what you're saying that you wanted there to be more. The film opens up with a gory scenario with, with Hans Gruber, Dr. Hans Gruber exploding in the nurse's face, right? Yes. Then up until we get Rufus the cat in the fridge being reanimated, then we've got the gore from that. Then we've got the guy in the morgue who's like a bodybuilder reanimating you know we is? have the gore from that 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double. Yeah, that's what Dan told me. He said from the, from the 90s onwards, he was his stunt double. Yeah. I feel like I recognised him. I feel like he was he on his be, stunt double. I feel like he might be one of like the... You recognise that Living back. Dead films. And then we've got Dr. Dean Halsey gets reanimated. The gore from that. Then we get uh, Dr. Hill head sliced off. The gore from that. Then we get the gore mixed with the extreme sexual uh, undertones in that morgue scene, which we, that we was can very talk about in a minute. And then everything that happened at the end. I don't think... The bit with it, the intestines around his neck was... Yeah, well, it was all, all of that stuff. There was plenty, plenty. I don't think the gore was good enough. What would you have preferred? If, you, if it wasn't good enough, what would you have preferred? Brain dead. Mid-80s. <laughs> Mid-80s. Brain dead. Well, I haven't seen it, so I don't. <laughs> tell me what's so good about Brain Dead's gore. Uh, you have to watch it to understand. I'm never going to watch it because I, I'm so burnt by that horrible. Well, crap you bad watched manners. the wrong one because Adam was said he would have picked Brain Dead. I watched Dead the one that was first. free. <laughs> he would have picked Brain Dead first over the other one. Did he? Oh, well, <laughs> anyway, I have to pay for that, so I don't. But explain to me why Brain Dead. What is better about the gore? So there's there's multiple elements, right? That that kind of. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I gave it a six. It meant, which means I did nah, have six a, a, a no little good, bit mate. of fun. I had <laughs> six a little is bit. Like, of... I, I don't like that, and I'll never watch it again. No, no, no. It's it's more like it was fine. Where seven is, that was good. That's why I see it six and seven as. Come on, tell me about the okay. gore in Brain Dead. No, I'm telling you about Reanimator. So I didn't like. I didn't really care for the characters. I really hated the. Uh, the sexual undertones of Dr. Hill and that girl. I hated it. It was just so creepy and it was just horrible. I agree. I agree. And I expected more. I felt it was, I felt it was just a little slow. For the, for the subject matter, I wanted to see the reanimation more. And I wanted to see the gruesome reanimations. Well, the thing is... You should have gone into it with a clear, open mind. Because why would you even think it was going to be anything like Brain Dead from the off? I didn't. I feel like you set yourself up to f- watch a film that you didn't know you were actually watching. This film is... Pr- pr- you said it in the description at the beginning. It prides itself on its gore, right? Yes. So, you're coming to a film. It's gory. Give but you me don't more know gore. it before you watch it, is my point. But the fi- that's what the film is. Yeah, and then and you back watch this, it. That is what the film is now, right? Yes, I've watched it, and that's what the film is. <laughs> but it's no, but it's not just all about gore. That's the thing. You're saying you wanted it to be all about gore. This I film w- no, had I wanted gore it to in it, but it also gore. had like a, this this kitschy sci-fi horror style uh, campy story alongside it, which wasn't like love out loud comedy, but was like humorous enough throughout it to make it work. Let's move on from the gore, and let me and let me tell you another thing that annoyed me. Okay. When when Doctor Hill's head was cut off, <laughs> yeah, and he was breathing, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what well, when he opened the bag? Me. It's like, how are you breathing? And why are you talking? You have no lungs because he was still connected to his body. That's how he, he can wasn't. Still control how his does body. that make sense? The brain is the still brain is animated. Still... The brain is still doing he... what it thinks it no, needs to do. Listen he to strangled me. that man He's with talking. his body, didn't he? He's talking through his mouth. His head's not connected to lungs. Yes, I know that, but you're talking about a horror film. I know, but I want it to be a little bit more like, okay, that makes sense. No, mate, not <laughs> oh, in this boy, sort you, of you, time. You, Come you're on very now. narrow-minded. And you also another didn't thing. didn't get along with this film. Another thing. He was talking to his body, which he was controlling, 
right, and telling it to do stuff. But his body doesn't have ears. His head has ears. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boy. but oh <laughs> mate, this is this is something else. <laughs> You're acting like somebody who's being very childish towards this film. This is how I felt when I watched it. All right, listen, boys, because this is chaotic, but good. We we all know where we stand here. Um, I'm going to run through. I'm going to run through very quickly some summaries of stuff that happens in the film, and we can just okay, talk about it as we go. It. Yeah, then we can see how we responded to it. Um, so uh, that initial scene, I, when she said you killed him, and he said, "I don't know, I gave him life." From there, I was like, "I'm on board with this because I like the fact that you're delivering a cheesy line." but in a way that it isn't like played for love out loud comedy. So I'm like, I'm on board. Then you use the psycho music over the credits. Yes, I like that. I thought that I was agree. the psycho music. That. Is it actually yeah, the psycho music? Yeah. Carl, oh, because I made a note on my phone saying this music's very much like psycho. Did they get done for it? <laughs> very exciting. I don't know how they got the rights to use it, to be honest with it you. It sounded more like the Buster Rhymes psycho. Yes, it did. It had the hip hop style to yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, and then long story short, Herbert West is introduced and like Paul said, think he's a bit of a twat because of how he spoke to Dr. Hill. I thought he was a twat at first as well because this is when I was still thinking he was a bad guy. I was like, don't let um, him live in your house. Like, it's going to go tits up. Yes, that's it. So he so he turns up at Dan's house. Dan, whatever his name is, Dr. Dan will call him. Turns up at Dan's <laughs> house and is like, I hear you want a roommate. And then he moves in. And uh, very quickly, Dan's... Dan and his girlfriend are having sex one evening and they realise that the cat hasn't jumped on their back this time. Uh, so they go looking for the cat. And well, she they find it. The he cat. Is that actually what they say? That it hasn't jumped on her, their back? Yeah, no, but earlier in the film, the cat her. jumps on his back, innit? Right, right. Yeah, I didn't think she said that, though. That's what I was like. Did you say that? <laughs> no, I don't think she said, she said that. And then they go looking for the cat. And I okay, so this bit when they started looking for the cat had me on edge because I obviously love cats, but that wasn't the only reason it had me on edge. It had me on edge because I was like, I am not enjoying the way that they are delivering this because they've relied on general generic horror stuff, slowly following someone around a flat looking yeah. for something, and it just went too slow. But I was then glad that they actually found the cat, because normally in a horror film, they would do that, and then they'd open a door, and then something else would be inside. And Herbert killed the cat, right, you know? Well, I had that question. Did he or didn't he? definitely he? killed the cat. Yeah, he killed that cat. So how do you feel well, about Herbert now? We never know for sure. Herbert I killed the cat. I, I don't I, like... When I was watching the film, though, Ben, I feel like, oh, Ben switched off at this point. We've, we've lost him in this film. It's like American Psycho 2. I was very not ready to like it because of, at this point it's to its credit that it held me and the reason is it was silly in its delivery because immediately after that they the cat is reanimated they kill the cat and then they reanimate it again this that's brilliant with fluorescent liquid come on I agree I like that so that was all very good <laughs> and I liked all that kitschy stuff but if you can save if you can save a film after you kill a cat then that's saying something for me I gotta say this would work very uh, well as a double bill with Asphix by the way you know that film I mentioned in the Patreon oh yeah thing? I was thinking yeah. about that when it I was watching it it would work very well with it um, let me just talk about the next scene that happens after this yes. this is what I wanted to bring up when he goes into the to the head's office yeah. like the, it's, the, it's the father of the girlfriend isn't it and basically saying that Herbert is reanimating things and he sh- he needs to be taken out of the school, and the head doesn't believe him. 
and basically kicks him out. And then the yeah. best line, he goes, I want a written apology <laughs> tomorrow. What are you asking a written apology for? Well, because it, it's like a medical school, isn't it? He was like, he I want a written of our equipment. I want a written apology for what you just said to me in this room right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think. Well, <laughs> again, see the things that you've got problems with. If you if you're complaining about these things, then no, but this the is film's the thing. Lost you. That's things it. like no, things like this. Every film. Things like this would make me laugh in a film that doesn't take itself too seriously. And it does make me laugh that it happened. I'm not saying I can't believe he asked for he was asking for an apology note. I'm saying it's funny that he asked for an apology note. I suppose. God, you're very against me. You don't like me in this episode. You're coming with a negative attitude towards it. I come tell you a funny thing about what the what the head teacher's saying, and you're thinking I'm coming against you. You're coming against the film. You've been negative towards the film, so I'm sorry that you're being more negative. Okay, Adam. How do you feel yes. about the head teacher asking for a note of apology? I didn't really acknowledge it, to be honest. I, I didn't clock that. He but did. how do you feel about it now that you know? Whatever, move on. Is it funny? It is kind of funny, yeah. Well, laugh, because I'm trying to make you laugh about something that happened. <laughs> yeah, but your delivery is terrible. It's a good job you weren't in the film. Oh, my God. He was. Like... He was Herbert West, mate. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. doesn't like me this episode. Very turn against me. This is one of those episodes we haven't had in a while where we disagree, and I'm relishing it. But I'm not making I'm not making up things for the sake of having an argument. I'm just what about the an apology point. note? Paul has been very difficult here. I'm trying reason. to say it was a funny moment. I'm not trying to make you turn against the, the scene. <laughs> you said it as a think of me. Moments. I'm talking through the film and saying some funny moments that happened in it. The dean asked for an apology because Dan, Doctor Dan, came in and was like, "Hey." You've I'm got a, this is what's going on, and he's like, "I'm firing that guy. Needs to leave." And you, if you're going to stay here, okay. you'll apologise well, for this well, if nonsense. You, if you, you're coming across the film as if it's a serious film right now, where this is supposed to be a comedy, you said, no, and that's uh, why no, it's yeah, funny with a, with, a, with a thread of humour in it. Yes, but I don't think that was intentionally meant to be funny. I found it very funny. It's the funniest scene in the film. Well, then it worked for you. <laughs> you I'm were very happy with the comedy, eh? <laughs> very happy with that scene. Anyway, Adam sneaks Paul into the morgue after that because they would need to go looking for another corpse because Adam's Dr. Dan. Um, and I this know. is when they reanimate. I like hell out my name. I was like, who's Paul in the film? I know. Dr. Dan and Herbert West. Let's say <laughs> You're going to confuse people by calling them by us. <laughs> the amount of times that they refer to this guy as Mr. West and Herbert West is, is ridiculous to the point of this is what makes it almost feel like a cult film for me because that's the kind of thing that you could see on a t-shirt herbert west mr west instantly you know what that is or i do i liked it i like that they kept referring to him as such he had such a strange presence in the whole film i liked that he was not he was an anti-hero that's what he was yes how did how did you feel that this was the first hans gruber character before die hard I, that, I, when they said Hans Gruber, I was like, no, they must be saying another name and I'm just hearing yeah. Hans Gruber. And then it's like, no, he was actually called yeah. Hans Gruber. I had to check. I was like, which came it's out first? A, it's such a peculiar name as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Unless it's very common in Germany or Switzerland, wherever they're from. Hmm. They go in to the morgue and it's time for some more reanimation. <laughs> and this is where they reanimate old Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double now I gotta say this scene was quite vicious and I loved it it was very wild 
the way he was throwing his body around, <laughs> the, the, the twitching and the effects were quite quite wonderful. Thrown quite in the cupboard. It. Excuse me. He was thrown at the cupboard. Thrown at the cupboard. And then the then the headmaster or whatever he was not headmaster whatever that guy was uh, the was his name uh, Doctor Harley yeah Doctor Harley gets crushed by the door when the guy just yeah. like oh, yes. throws He's, the door through and jumps on him crunch. and then bites his fingers off all of that was one see that for me if they'd gone too much if they'd done more gore on top of that then I think I can kind of see maybe what you're saying, Paul. If they had done more gore here, then the film would have had to have been more comedic to make it land. But for me, the amount of gore was equal to the amount of like dark comedy that was running through it. Fair. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I win. I'm agreeing with everyone this episode. Good. <laughs> no more fighting from me. You don't no, like listen. it. listen. Here's the other thing. <laughs> I forgot to mention. You know when Herbert West was watching Dr. Hill do a brain surgery and he was dipping that yes. dipping that uh, oh, thing that into the gentleman's heads. That was horrible. That was horrible. Why was Herbert West keep snapping pencils? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was very angry about the brain surgery. Is that what it was? He was angry, so he just kept snapping pencils? Yes. He was trying to just distract him from his work. Just, just a note to say that the, the cotton bud scene was actually the first time that they go to the morgue and they're operating on the body, not in the actual lesson. You're right. You are right. I didn't want. I didn't want anyone to send us angry emails. No, keep this in. Keep this in as the. Uh, I am. I'm disclaimer. This in. Anyway, just quickly wrapping up uh, with uh, what happens after that. Our uh, dear security guards, who I'm very fond of, because he keeps smoking a he cigar. Was the worst He's very the chill. Security guard in the world. He, he was. He was. The fact that nobody wanted to come in or leave the place, and whatever happened, he was. Oh, that can't be a problem. He also, also. Do you know? Do you know when the uh, the this? I'll wait till we get to it. Go on, carry on. Were you going to say he goes off to masturbate? Yes. Yeah. This <laughs> is very inappropriate. He's like, like, oh, I'm going to take my lunch break early or something like that, and he like, walks off really? with a cigar and his Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> so, because he walked off, this is where Doctor Hill. Yes, no. Uh, this before the the formula bit because this is where Dean, uh, where Doctor Doctor Harley has oh, been. Yes, 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 yes. Has been uh, turned. No one knows what it is at this point. No one knows exactly what's happened, but they've been able to control him in the way that they haven't been able to control the cat. This is the first like human experiment because Herbert West is like he's fresh. I'm short of murdering someone. This is the freshest we're going to get. So they managed to reanimate him, and he's kind of cool. He's he's a loose wire, but he's cool. He's calm. He's not. He seems Frantic. quite timid. Yes, he's, he's like a little hiding. scared and nervous. Yeah. And then they whack him behind glass, and then Dr. Hill comes along all curious and essentially lobotomizes him. Mm. Meanwhile, Dr. Hill comes over to Herbert West. Knowing what he's done. Says, I know what you did, and now you're going to turn over all your stuff to me, or I'm going to rat you out. And then while he's telling him how it works, while Herbert West is showing him how the serum works, Herbert West swings the the spade at him and whacks him round the head. I did think that something was going to happen to the slide on the, the microscope. Like oh, yeah, he was like stepping it back like it was going to explode in his face or something. That would have been nice. Yeah, he chopped his head off with that spade. Horrendous. Yes, twist the head off. And then he's tw- he, he, he injects the head and he's like... Dr. Hill, talk to me, talk to me. And he's, and he's like, like, I'm breathing through my head, through the neck hole. 
Yes, Paul wants to know all the science behind how the disembodied head was able to consider exactly. continue living. I'm breathing this. through my neck hole. How do that's you know that saying. serum didn't give him a pair of lungs in his neck oh, hole? Oh, well. They I wish just they didn't told have me. to explain everything. I wish they told me. <laughs> anyway, they whack his head on a spike. He starts talking to, to Mr. West, and then he manages to knock out Mr. West. And him, him and his uh, disembodied body, head, the head, disembodied head and the body run off with the serum. Drinking up all the blood. Yes, in a bowl full of blood. And then they have a really weird exchange where Dr. West comes around, Dr. West, Herbert West comes around and Dan is like, I think he's going after Meg. He's he's proje- he's projected some sort of psychotic need onto her. And then Herbert West just starts going, <laughs> I know. I like, why are you that laughing at this laugh. bit? <laughs> I was like, what is, what's the, why are you laughing? You're not meant to be crazy, are you? That was all very odd. He had, he had a big obsession with her. He was very creepy, and he I agree with you. Creepy, he was a creepy motherfucker. Well. Horrendous. I don't even know what his plan was. <laughs> he, just well, to, he just wanted to suck her boobs and go down on her. I feel like... That was a very So at this point where we watch. see this horrible stuff, which is horrible, where she is stripped down for the third time in the film. Mm. Very bad gender politics. They get her naked three times for no yep. reason whatsoever. Eight and out of ten. Well, that it's to the film's credit that despite that stuff, I can give it eight out of ten. You know me. Well, I don't let it stand that kind of stuff, you know. Well, all I must say is before they get her onto that table and strip her down, one creepy scene is that body walking down the hallway, and they've got that anatomical head sitting on top of its shoulders oh, yes. to go in. That's <laughs> how, creepy, mate. How could the guard not even see that? <laughs> He was he looking like, at his Playboy. He lifted, he lifted up the thing, didn't he? He was literally he was he was like sliding down the wall to get to the door, and he almost made it. <laughs> and it's like he's literally next to you. How can you not see this person? Oh, you got you got to roll with that, mate. <laughs> Listen, if you've got an anatomical head <laughs> on top of someone's shoulders, and you've got a head breathing without lungs, exactly inside the suitcase. They said. Uh, one of them making the movie the actress who played Meg like while everyone was standing around patting themselves on the back for this anatomical head the actress who was Meg is like why didn't why wouldn't the body just pick up its own head and put it on his shoulders and everyone was like oh well we've already written it this way so we're doing it this way now <laughs> I was waiting for that because when he was putting his the blood um, in the tray I was thinking okay now he's going to stitch his head back on or something he was like getting the blood in there never, <laughs> never happened I, it didn't and then we get this horrendous sexual stuff, which is quite unforgettable, I've got to say, but it made me feel uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Tell us what sexy stuff happened here, Adam. What, is this when she's been tied down to the the, yeah. the, the stuff that you, The stuff that you remember, Adam. He, he, she, was, she got one hand free, this is the problem. She got one hand free, so why didn't she get the other hand free? She I didn't know she got one free. She did, because she was pushing away the head. Ben wasn't watching her hands. Oh, you... <laughs> You and you are Herbert the pervert. You really are a Mr. Pervert now. You've ruined the whole yeah. film. The whole mood of this podcast is gone. <laughs> Paul is pervert West. I'm the only one with the approach this is in a comedy sense. Oh, no, Paul wanted to see her breasts explode in graphic detail. Yeah. With I would lots of absolutely gore. love that. Yeah, you would have, you sicko. I would have. 
But mate, let me. S- I feel okay. The next film is Bride of Reanimator. We're getting some exploding breasts in there. I tell you. <laughs> if not, what are you going to give? One star. Maybe we'll see, won't we? Will you even turn up for the final chapter if they don't? Mate, I I always pull through. Yeah, don't worry about it. Pull. Exactly. <laughs> So basically, since Adam doesn't want to tell us what happens, he, he's oh, positioning Paul, Paul had to make it weird, and I'm I'm not, I'm not on board. Very with that. uncomfortable. You could, it's fine. He did. It's he made the, the naked situation form. uncomfortable. It's the it's naked an form, Adam. Yes, but you you said you weren't looking at her hands. You were only looking at her boobs. No, I said I said Ben wasn't looking at her hands because he said he didn't see oh, her. Oh no, you do, you can't worm your way out of this, Paul. You I was looking away from the, the screen. It's on the podcast episode. It's on the podcast episode. <laughs> you could hear. I it wasn't looking at the screen. I was actually sending an email to the director complaining <laughs> yes. for the need to have the lead naked th- three times in a row. <laughs> but Dr. Hill picks up his disembodied head yes. and sort of positions it over her breasts. And I, I feel like he kisses her neck. I can't remember if he sucks he her sucks nipples. He sucks her nipple, he does, because there's all blood on it. And then he starts moving his head down towards yeah. in between her legs. And I was like, oh, my Lord, this is wild, she wild. do this? This is pretty horrific stuff. You want to hear something interesting now? Yeah, go on. The actor who uh, played the role of Dr. Hill, who's called David Gale, at the premiere of this film, his wife was sat next to him. Oh, shit. And when she saw this scene, she she screamed at him. She couldn't believe it. She stormed out of the theatre and they got divorced. Holy shit. And the reason for it was because she had no idea that he he was playing this sort of character. And I mean, it's a movie, but at the same time, if your husband yeah. has kept it secret, yes, that I could imagine that. You would have told her. So imagine, imagine. Why would you not have told her about that beforehand? Probably because you're a disembodied head going down on someone who's not your wife. No, but why didn't he tell her that it was going to happen? Like, get her ready for it. He thought it would be a nice surprise on premiere night. <laughs> He's like, if you play your cards right, this could be me and you tonight. Oh, my God. And she was like, divorce. Divorced. <laughs> Next day. <laughs> then he married the actress. Oh, creepy. Don't oh, be, eh? It wouldn't surprise me. And then, in a great climax, Herbert West comes in to save the day. Or oh, no climax for him. Well, so here, th- this is where we have the big face-off and, and all, all the other bodies in the morgue pop up and like dr hill's guts rip out of his chest and wrap around herbert west and this i actually had to play the film back because i didn't realize that this is how herbert west disappears from the film he just gets wrapped up in the guts and gets yeah. sucked away yeah yeah it's quite an undramatic death for such a big character well Whoa. is it so it's my question sequel. is <laughs> it's a sequel There's, he's in it <laughs> oh spoilers you better not have spoiled it do you know that for he's on every single cover of the film oh mate well i didn't know that i haven't looked at that so oh. i had a point here for us to discuss if herbert west is going to return oh well there's no well, point even doing the rest paul of this now we might himself. paul's just i thought i thought it was common month. knowledge i thought it was common knowledge that we knew that because i i knew beforehand that he was in all three of the films because he was on I the covers thought, i thought this other dan was going to potentially be the lead with his wife hence why it's That's called why Bride of it was well, listen as soon as soon as you saw the cover for the next film when you're about to play it, you would have realized he's in it well fine yeah but then you wouldn't have ruined it for everybody else who who's listening along as well everyone found out in the latest month and they're excited now all the excitement's been drained out of this episode listen this isn't some you've ruined highly this dramatic twice highly dramatic dramatic <laughs> thriller that we need to not know this stuff you've ruined this episode <laughs> twice in five minutes 
Herbert West. He gets dragged away. Dragged away by the guts. He does. But not before he throws his bag of serum towards Dan as they go running. Indeed. And he does that in a very timely manner because after they fight off whatever you would call them, the reanimated bodies at the lift entrance, Meg is dying on the table and you just knew what was going to happen, eh? Yeah. He took very long to get that axe. Oh, he did, eh? He d- and also, like, fight a little harder. I know. It's like you ran all the way down a corridor to go get an axe. It's like, just <laughs> It took him a off. while to think about getting the axe as well. Like, she would be very angry if she came back alive. She went, you let me die, you bastard. Did she actually die from that chokeout? It, yeah, that's what killed what her, isn't it? Yeah. They were trying to resuscitate her, weren't they? Yeah, they Do said you know her, her, tr- her trachea was broken or something. And then he's like, I got something for that whips it out and injects it into the pillow behind her head clearly because it's definitely not going into her (laughs) neck I so wanted it to end with Herbert West appearing then saying we can fix her at the end like that that would have been good that would have been cool and then it ends film film ends fades to black and you just see the glow of the syringe and then her screaming that's true so she's back I did like the, the effect that they did there with the glow of the syringe depleting as it's being injected mm-hmm. now li- listen having recounted that that's a lot of fun that's a million times better than most mid 80s horror films yes well, listen, still not it's enough. a lot of fun well, talking about it but watching it well I had plenty of fun I was touching myself all through <laughs> apart from the sex scene <laughs> you brought yourself into that what's going on mate I was touching myself. I reckon all the good bits were in about 30 minutes of the film. Was that the end bit for you then, Paul? No, no, no. I'm saying if you could, if you like compressed it all, it'd be about 30 minutes was really good. You could do yeah, that. You could say that about films. Halloween or anything. Nah, you can watch Halloween and love the whole thing. Yeah, but there's people out there who could say, oh, you don't need seven minutes of walking shots from house to house. That's progression, mate. That's how people get from one That's place how to another. this film works as well. All I will say, dear listeners, is our boy Paul gave Paddington 2 and 8 in the same week that he gave Reanimator you're talking a to the You're talking to the wrong people because all these people probably agree. That yeah, it's true. Better. Well, fuck you all. <laughs> listen. N- now, listen. I had an okay time <laughs> with this film. You said something in your review up top. Go on, what did I say? You said you wished the whole film had been like the last the ending. Yes. I ho- I wish there was just <laughs> naked women being molested what? by old men. That was all too wild. If you want that, you need to you need to go get Dawn of the Dead or something like that. Because oh, that's Dawn, what that kind of Dawn film is. Dawn of the is. Dead is a very good film. Yeah, it is. No, it is. Very good. But that's not what this film was. So comparing them is it folly. I wished it was. You wished it was, but you know, that's like me wishing fucking Captain America was fucking a razorhead. So well, I don't matter how much I wish it, films. they're not the same kind of film. That's like looking for comedy in Citizen Kane. It is. Yes. <laughs> this guy had a hell of a time. The same guy who lost his wife because of that scene. Yeah. Stuart Gordon told him to shave his head for the film and wear a toupee because the budget was so low, they were worried that his actual hair wouldn't match the fake hair they had on the prosthetic head. Oh, so my God. So that hair that's on the prosthetic It's the hair that was on his head. It's his hair that was on his head. <laughs> I was thinking that when I, was, when I saw his hair. I was like, this is a toupee. It was very 80s hair, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was uh, kooky. I thought it was camp. 
but not so silly that it was stupid. I very much agree. I had a good time with it. I wish it was more kooky and I wish it was more over the top. But it is what it is and I had a lot of fun talking about it with you. Well, that's good. What's going to be interesting to see here now is how they, where they take this. So let's have some predictions. What do we think she's going to come happen back and be evil? You reckon evil, yeah? Well, she's going to have to, like, everyone who's come back so far has turned into a zombie thing. Apart yeah, but he the dad, the dad had a lot of personality. Saved yeah, him. the dad had personality still, and mm, she had true. literally just died when he injected her. True. So. If this follows the trend of Frankenstein, where Bride of Frankenstein came next, when Frankenstein's bride is created, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster sees the Bride of Frankenstein, tries to approach her, but she's repulsed by him, and then he's like, we belong to be dead, we shouldn't be here, and he burns, burns the castle down so they both die. So perhaps Dan, Dr. Dan, will also die and get injected, and then they're both undead and have to be killed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I I, th- I feel like that, yeah. I reckon Dan's going to turn himself somehow in the film. Is it going to be a case of a sequel being better than the original? Is it going to be a Child's Play 2? I want Child's Play 2 levels of upping the ante. Child's hope, Play was great, so. and Child's Play 2 took it up a notch. I very much hope so. I feel like that third one isn't going to be very good because the fact that they didn't make any more after it suggests that it was really not successful. <laughs> and the it fact came of the matter, like mid two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's what I'm oh, interested it? in. It's, there's such a big. I mean, this next one's mid nineties, I think, and then this last one is early two thousands. One every decade. That's interesting, man. Yeah, like that is a big like difference in uh, early two thousands in like the quality of film and the quality of effects. So if you if you were going to put it into context of what sort of horror films were big in the 80s you the big 80s horror films were Friday the 13th Basket Case Child's Play The Blob Prince of Darkness Killer Clowns from Outer Space a lot of it was sort of like sci-fi silliness but then the 90s horror films switched it up and became much more about slashers mm. in a way that like 70s did slashes and and into the 80s it pervaded but the 90s slashes like scream urban legend all of that sort of thing so it'll be interesting to see how they lean into that maybe the next one was a slasher it is literally on 1990 that's when it was made she's her going around slashing everyone up well i look forward to it i hope that she can keep her clothes on this time uh maybe she became a more respected actress and said no i'm not doing it this time there were a lot of breasts on display in that film, unnecessarily so. Even the corpse at the beginning that he yeah. was like resuscitating. Yeah. And there's that naked like, woman in the no need for scene that. at the end where she was like beating people up as well. It's highly outrageous, isn't it? Especially in the 80s. Mm. It was acceptable in the 80s. It and was acceptable and it at was acceptable in 90s horror films as well, so. <laughs> yes, this is true. I think Paul Ben was singing Calvin Harris, but. It was acceptable in the 80s. Well, I'm looking forward to where it goes. And assuming that we didn't know, the big question would be, will Herbert West return? But Paul's ruined that, so that's already gone out the window. I feel like he will. Well, you know what? They could just be using his image to promote the subsequent films because he's the iconic image with Reanimator. 
Oh, he could. They could, yeah. He didn't get a very big death, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had a death and he died no. and they just moved on. And you, it's only like you realise five minutes later that he actually died in that scene. They didn't I had really to play make it a back thing about to it. even clock that. I feel like you should you should read into it that, oh, we didn't see his death. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's possible. He was just being sucked in by his guts. Mm. He's going to come in swinging the intestine around like it's a, a chain. A lasso. Yeah, all right. Lasso. Have you guys ever seen another Stuart Gordon film? Uh, no. Let me have a look, see what he's done. There's one called Castle Freak, which is really good because of the prosthetic it, there is a freak who's lived in the castle for years and years and years he's like completely naked and the practical effects are so horrible but the film is bad but the creature is really horrible and it's and it works every time the creature's on screen which mm. is quite a lot sort of prowling around he did a did you ever watch the masters of horror box set paul back when they had like john carpenter and stuart gordon and no. and uh, all of them just dropping an hour Episodes very good. John Carpenter's one, Cigarette Burns, was crazy good. Crazy oh, really? good. It, Udo Kier is in it, and it's a lost uh, reel of film that this guy wants to pay big money for. So this detective has to go and hunt it down. And when they find the reel of film, you watch what's on it, and it's oh mate, it's a snuff film of an angel. An angel has been caught and captured, and they are killing the angel. But it's done in such a gritty I way. Think I've seen what? that. Yeah, they slice its wings off and it's got all this bloody stubs and stuff. That's John Carpenter, mate. Hmm. I, I remember seeing something like that. It's very good. Why, but. I can see he's done two episodes, The Black Cat and Dreams in the Witch House. Stuart Gordon. I think I saw The Dreams in a Witch House because it's a couple of lesbians living in a building. And that's all I really remember. Stuart Gordon died in 2020. Oh, what shame! No more, no more. Do, do we know? Well, let's not look. I don't know if he directed the follow-up uh, ones. That will make Sh- a difference. Shall I? Shall I check? Since I've seen the posters, go ahead. Okay, let's have a look. The sequel is by Brian Yasner. Well, okay. Yeah, so he was the producer, and I'm pretty sure when I watched the film, it said he directed it, and then when I went on Letterboxd at the end, it said it wasn't him. It was Stuart Gordon. Oh, and he directed the uh, 2001 as well, Brian Yasner. He so he's more reanimator than Stuart Gordon. Anyway, so let's go and see where reanimator places in our overall ratings. And this will be interesting to see how it shuffles based on the subsequent films that we watch as well. But for now, let's see where it places in the Film Busters scoring hit list league table. All right, then, people, we are back and we checked it out. We did the average at 7.3. We got loads of films at 7.3, but this actually ends up right at the top, bar one. Our top 7.3 rated film is The Velocipasta, which we caught earlier this year, and which you can catch too if you go back into the catalogue. But it sits just below The Velocipasta, but above it, Chapter 2. It's a pretty good place. That's a pretty good place to be. That's a fairly solid uh, mm-hmm. position on our charts. You don't want to be any lower than that. Then you're getting into the dregs of the podcast. That's interesting, though, you, because you gave it chapter two a nine when you first watched it, Ben. I know, but I, I mean, I, in hindsight, I'm sure, would you say this is better than it chapter two? Yes, this is better than it chapter two. Yeah. Well, why doesn't it get a nine then? Uh, well, I'm sure that I voted it chapter two down. Yes, I did. It's you an did. eight, mate. But I mean, to think that something was a nine, yeah. surely that makes it a really high eight. 
it's because they hit some of the emotional strings in it chapter two um so my immediate response was that but i can tell you i can barely remember anything that happened in it chapter two whereas i know in six months i'll remember what happened in in this and fondly very good Shall we hear what our uh, patrons have been watching recently? What they recommend for people? Right, first off, we have Julio, and he says, So, I finally watched the very first Star Trek movie. There was some excitement to it, in the sense that it was a new, for me, adventure with the OG crew. But it was ultimately really boring, and it bummed me out. Happy to cross it off my list, but I don't expect to ever revisit it. Have I already told you about Collective being my favourite of the Oscar-nominated docs? Sadly, it didn't win. The Octopus doc won. Gah! How do you say gah? G-A-A-H-H-H. Gah? Gah! Gah! Uh, I said mine more like a seagull. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Still, you should all watch Collective. Felt a little like Spotlight, but as a doc. Well, I'd hate if it was Spotlight in a good way. That was me. That was me putting my opinion and then finishing off Julio's yeah. review. You didn't like Spotlight. Okay, let me just say it. Felt a little like Spotlight, but as a doc in a good way. But then I say, I hope it's not like Spotlight because I didn't like it. What didn't you like about Spotlight? Um, it was. I just remember it being very slow and the stuff that you'd expect yeah. to see. And it didn't actually happen. It did happen, didn't it? It didn't. And then at the end, it was just like, oh, that's it. It happened at the end. I swear Spotlight was based on true shit, wasn't it? It was, but then it was just like, eh, it just happened at the end, that was it. Oh. I don't remember, I remember it too well, but I remember the subject of the film. I haven't seen it, so please don't spoil. I won't, but uh, I really want to watch the Octopus documentary, actually. I watched well, I, it, I do. and it's weird. So why does Julio dislike it so much, do you think, Adam? It's because it's just weird. It's about a guy who basically has a romantic relationship with an octopus and it's just quite bizarre and then it ends in a very bizarre way is it way. really that adam no, oh yeah hang it. on so yeah julio said something about the ending but don't spoil it he said no, like no. without giving anything away something happened at the ending that makes you be like oh why it makes you question if, everything if you the care. guy really did about the film all right let's not talk about it let's not talk about it let We're me i can into... tell you why julio didn't like it because i listened to the his patreon episode on it do you want me to tell you why I didn't like it? Why? Yeah, I heard this same one. Without spoiling it, though. That that he doesn't know how he feels about letting... Like like wildlife documentaries, when you just let late nature happen. And yes. Yeah. Is it morally right to let it happen in front of your eyes when you don't actually do anything about it? Yeah. But yeah, the Octopus documentary is weird. I don't, I don't know... I haven't seen any other documentaries that got nominated for Oscars, but it just kind of seemed a bit bog-standard. I mean... I think it won because of obviously the subject of like somebody becoming friends with an octopus. I don't think that's ever been seen before. But that's all it is. It doesn't really develop in beyond that. I'm actually well, really excited to watch it. Julio does not want us to watch that anyway. His recommendation is collective. I'd watch it. Well, actually, in the Patreon, his Patreon episode, he said he wants people to watch it to have an opinion on it. So oh, yes. he can hear people's opinion. But his favourite is Collective. Yes. So let's watch that. I'm probably not going to waste my time with the Octopus one. I'm it's sick not of very watching long. films that... Um, it's like an hour and 20, I think. I'm sick of watching films just because they appear at the Academy Awards. I agree no. with that. I've given up on it properly, fully for the first time this year. I only watch films I want to watch. So many of them are sevens. Like Nomadland. Well, yeah. 
Like occasionally, obviously, there's some really good stuff that gets through, but a lot of generic crap gets through. Of course. Like Mank. Yeah. Yeah. And Trial of Chicago But as 7. for the Star Trek movie, I've what I think I watched all the Star Trek movies a long, long time ago. Don't remember anything about them, so they probably weren't that good. I like the. I haven't seen any of the original Star Trek movies, but I liked the first two of the new generation, the Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto ones. I liked both of them. Yeah, I. And I haven't seen the third one. Yeah, I haven't seen the third one either. Oh well, maybe we'll cover it. Oh, maybe. Maybe that would be a nice change of pace, eh? That would, probably would be. Yes. Let's do the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek film. Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. Yeah, I liked um, Chris Pine in that first one when his his face is all inflated. Do you remember? I need to watch it again. I saw it so. I saw it when it first came it was out. Good. Chris Pine was very young and attractive in that, and he's just he's turned into a real piece of plasticine now, man. He's melting onto himself. I like him, but he's got to take better care of his face. I don't know what's happened there. Chris Pine. He looked. Yeah. He looked well good in Wonder Woman eighty four. You are a fool, mate. You you see how he is, and you see that his face has fallen down upon it. He's Botoxed himself beyond an inch of his life, and it's all folded in on top of himself. You are a foolish man. Well, I don't care too much about what he looks like, so I'll just let you have that one. I care about looks. <laughs> it's not about the performance. I just want good-looking men in my film. He needs to be pristine. Yeah, keep him clean, keep lean. Him, keep him mean. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's hear from our old patron buddy, Nerdrever, who we haven't heard from in a while. He's here with some recommendations, and thank God he is, because we put this call out very last minute, so we haven't got the rest of our of our, our posse. So Nerdrever, the best thing that he has watched, The Mitchells versus The Machines. I haven't had that much fun with an animated movie in a long time. It's very much its own movie, but gives off the Incredibles vibes. Okay. Worst, without remorse. For as much as I enjoy Michael B. Jordan in most roles, this was a rough watch. Yes, there are some fun action sequences, but there's absolutely zero character depth or development. This would have been a perfect popcorn action flick in the 80s. On that, I could tell that it would be because it's like Clancy, isn't it? Yes. yes, That's just going to be rubbish. And I don't know anything about the Mitchells, Vida Machines. I saw that movie journey were watching watching that today as well. I've seen a lot of it popping up on um, Letterboxd and it's getting a lot of What is it? Do you know? I have Do we no know the plot? idea what it's about. I think it's about a family attacking robots. Something like that. No, I like that. I like the sound of that. Mm. I'll try. If it, it, it's on Netflix, is it? Yeah. You say? Yeah. There's some ten out of tens on there. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I will check that one out. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. How does Julio get to see Spotlight? By the way, is that available somewhere? Not Spotlight Collective. Maybe know. in America, it might be a HBO Max thing. Well, add it to the watch list, nevertheless. Nevertheless. So if you want to be able to uh, make recommendations to all of our fellow listeners as well, you know what to do. Sign up and become a patron. And if you do, you'll be able to hear us continue talking now, which we're about to do as we talk about the most surprising director and actor performances. And you can become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. And uh, we're going to go and talk and reveal some stuff to each other that we've never revealed before. No. Oh, and you'll have to find out once you subscribe. And if you can't be bothered to subscribe, that's cool. We'll see you for Reanimator Part 2, which Bride is called what? Bride of Reanimator. Bride oh. of the Reanimator? Bride of the of Reanimator. I don't Bride know. Bride of Reanimator. And let's hope Paul can leave his... Uh... Gore at the door. Yeah. Excellent. Way!